Hey, it worked. All right. Holy Anybody need shit. a break? Mm, depends on how long we go. All right. Well, if you need a break, take a break. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. We'll do. We should do time stuff on a on a full episode. And it sounds like next week might next time might be light anyway. So maybe maybe we'll okay. plan on doing that. But mail mailbag episode. Yeah, pretty much. Um, maybe we should put that out to the patrons uh, in the Discord that hey, we want to do a, a quote unquote mailbag episode. Sure. And we'll be reading Tom's I, thing off. I will do that right now. I'm going to do that as we record uh, and probably cut it out of the episode. But okay. But I have a topic to, to discuss that I was kind of half joking to Nicole that I would bring up. But um, but it, okay. it's, we've already mostly discussed a lot of it. But I wanted to ask the question very pointedly to you guys. And I have examples. <clears throat> but I wanted to know. Like, we've obviously talked about my hick voice and my yep. new new pronunciation of asshole and <laughs> things of that nature. And, um, you know, when you have a baby in the house, uh, even, you know, 10 months into it as we are right now, there's still a lot of deliriousness that occurs just from general lack of sleep or, you know, just being tired even if you did sleep well or whatever. And, um, you know, at some point with that coupled with the hick voice and just being a ridiculous person in general, I tend to be able to really drill down and just hyper focus on being a really obnoxious person. And so, um, (laughs) at some point, like Nicole and I were able to work each other up enough to where like, at some point our daughter had like some paint chips from her crib on her face. She needed it cleaned off cause she's chewing on everything that she can right now. And, uh, thankfully it's not lead based paint and you know, I don't think it's it can legally child safe. Yeah. Like be allowed legally, to be lead based. It can't be, but sometimes it does end up being that nowadays anyway. But anyway, she needed stuff wiped off of her face. And at some point, like Nicole and I will just have these stretches of using the hick voice in front of Reese, like I said, she's going to turn and she's going to sound like she's from Tennessee <laughs> when she does start talking and it's bad. But, um, you know, it, it just got to a point where Nicole needed to go. I was like, I mentioned something about needing a wet wipe to wipe the stuff off of her face. And you, you need a wet wipe. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole, like goes to the room and she comes back out. She's like, "I got a wet wife." <laughs> just fucking destroyed. To be fair, I mean, there's nothing wrong with talking that way. No, that's not. It's I'm just not, kind it's of. Not, it's weird when you're artificial where we live, and <laughs> it geographically makes no fucking sense. Exactly. So if my daughter were to show up at school one day and talk like this, they'll be like, "Where are you from?" And she'll be like. I'm from Southeast Oakland County. And they'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? So anyway, what in tarnation, what in tarnation? (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to know, are there ways in which you feel like you've pulled your spouse or significant other down to your level? And, you know, like, is this just something that happens in, in our marriage? Because, uh, I'm just a very special person or like, have you also, have you guys also, just pulled the intelligence of your partner down to your level to, you know, act as stupid and ridiculous 
as you are. And you don't have to share like things if you think they would be embarrassed about it, but I'm just curious if it happens in other relationships or not. I mean, I think that's just part of being in a relationship is, is you, <laughs> you start to pick up traits of the other person anyways, and mannerisms and all of that good stuff True. comes along yeah. with it. Um, yes. Especially <laughs> if you're, if you spend a ton of time together. Yeah. The, um, the pandemic, I think has certainly had certainly caused a lot more, uh, you know, intermingling of mannerisms and things like that. Yeah, for sure. I, I can't necessarily, and I'm sure they exist, but I can't necessarily pick up any off the top of my head between Megan and I that we share necessarily. Um, I tend to like, I don't, I don't want to say like, I, I don't, I don't want to say like I shut everything off, but like there are, there are a lot of, because I know who she is as a person and the, and her mm. type of humor, mm-hmm. there are parts of me that I turn off around her because little, I know it's like a code switching situation. Yeah. It's similar in, to how, like when ways. I was, when I was younger and I was out with my friends and still to this day, <laughs> I have the most horrible potty mouth <laughs> in the world. But as soon as I like open the door, the garage door to mom and dad's house, it like that switch flipped <laughs> and I was a saint like you like because and I know like I never in my life ever want my mouth soaped ever again again it, oh it happened my mom claims it was only she like rubbed dial soap on my lips once and it's like no i remember having dial soap in my mouth <laughs> but like I, well, like there, there are worked, parts apparently yeah to, i mean to an extent around mom and dad although i mean yeah. i still i think now i i actually i curse more around mom and dad than i than i ever did as a kid but um mm. but yeah like well, you, there, there you've are, earned that you're an adult now yeah, I mean, but I still don't just, really do it in front of my parents. <laughs> there, there are bits of my uh, gross humor that I tend to keep away from her because I know she doesn't find those things funny. Yeah. Um, but I do. I think because I know her sense of humor so well, I am able to make certain jokes that trigger her laughing more than anybody else would be able to you know what i mean or like i'll yeah. find memes and things that i send to her that i know that she will appreciate her, yeah it's her brand of you know you know what you can yeah. target the funny bone right her particular funny bone yeah and she's this like she knows like because of this the sides of me that she sees that aren't cursing all the time and gross um <laughs> she knows what pictures and memes and things to send me that touch on like those sides of me you know what yeah, i mean yeah, like i yeah. like we're all multifaceted you know multi-sided dice here uh we're, we're no none of us are any one thing but i think like we like i think that's what i like about our relationship is that we're able to like pick those things about each other and we can target them specifically and 
I like that. That I think is in and of itself like a an admirable trait to a relationship. It's, it's just it's knowing you, that you, person. You've done the loyalty mission for each other in Mass Effect too. You know each other well enough that you you know you can get the special cards and in, in uh, Marvel Midnight Suns for each other because you <laughs> yes. built that relationship. Yeah, yeah. Just don't forget to uh, put them in your deck. It's like you made you made her your Fire Emblem waifu, but in real life. He, he, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I know I the same thing like Nicole that uh, that Kermit Kermit song to the tune of Taylor Swift's uh, Karma that I put in the in the side quest of several weeks ago. Yeah, was one instance where Nicole came across it on TikTok and she showed it to me. She's like, "Oh, this is something fucking stupid that you'll." I don't know if she said it that way exactly, but she's like, "This is dumb. You'll love it." And uh, because I have that very specific, like the more stupid something is and the more effort somebody puts into it, the funnier I think it is like the sucking on a chili dog, John Cougar Mellencamp, which I think I also brought up at some point. Yeah, I remember that one. That type of shit is just extremely my brand and Nicole knows it. And, you know, she showed me that Kermit thing and I could not get it out of my head. She's like, I regret showing that to you. I was like. It brought me so much joy, though. Why would you regret showing me this wonderful thing that I now quote every single fucking day? You know, like it's yeah. It's I mean, again, it, it's it's part of every relationship, right? I mean, yep. that's the reason why, like, when you know, you and I are at a family dinner and somebody says something and we look at each other and both start pissing our pants, laughing <laughs> and, and crying. And Brian talking about asteroids, uh, whatever that Twitch clip is that we have up on the Twitch site. I can't yeah, remember. Like there's, drilling, it, there's drilling that asteroids. whole, like that, that's, that's part of it is just knowing that person and knowing that just the look, the <laughs> just the darting of your eye to there, and like yeah, you lock you eyes. The fucking pest on Christmas, wasn't that what it was? You're like, yeah, something like was that. Talking about socks, you were like, at least they're cottony soft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn it! It's just and and again, like going back to like my thing with Megan and like sending memes and things. Like it's one of the, it's one of the rabbit holes that it's hard to get out of on Instagram mm-hmm. and TikTok yep. and all of these yep. things is is like you see these things and then all of a sudden you're sending them to your friends because you're the like, algorithm. oh, he's yeah. gonna find this just as funny as I do. Yeah. Brian and I do that to each other all the time. He sent me this cheeseburger getting covered in flaming cheese today, and he's like, "I want to eat. I want this all up in my body, or something like that." Is what he said. And I'm thinking to myself, like, "God, I would, I would kill to eat that cheeseburger right now." Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of my humor is torturing you with food. <laughs> yeah, part of my humor is torturing you with big food. <laughs> but so Brian, again, that's, you- that's that's a that's a. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the the synergy of a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Is like just having that drift abil- ability. Yeah, that ability to like play off of each other's like traits and humor and, and characteristics and everything. Like I just like that's that's every relationship. But I I can't pinpoint necessarily like uh, mannerisms that Megan uh, has lifted has lifted from me necessarily. And Brian, I suppose I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't think I have any from her either like that other than, I mean, I dance in the kitchen every once in a while, but that's like, I would do that any, when I eat food, I dance. So I yeah. just, yeah. Brian, mm. have you taken any IQ points off of, <laughs> off of um, America? Probably. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't doubt it. I mean, we both think <laughs> most of the same shit's funny, so that really helps. That works. Uh, but, uh, I mean, we definitely uh, spend a lot of time talking in dumb voices <laughs> and yeah. whatnot. Do you, do you <laughs> speak in, uh, do, do the cats have voices for each other? Because that's... Lizzie and Desmond <laughs> and Reese all have voices that we will speak to each other in. They're all also the Hick voice now. I mean, as well, they, but... they speak enough as it is. I don't That's need fair. to mimic them too much. The, an- the animal's cats. fictional voices picked up your fake accent. <laughs> yes, yes, they did. <laughs> all of them, like without, yeah, for sure. Oh man. Yeah. Well, speaking of humor and like, we usually somehow end up talking about something we watched or listened to. Yeah. In a side go. quest, uh, Eric and I watched the Mark Marin from Bleak to Dark special mm. on HBO. That's a good watch. It's okay. definitely dark and bleak, <laughs> but that's it's only hilarious. Mark that's do in a that's his special. brand. You know, that's something yeah. again, like that's something I would really enjoy watching, but I you don't would, think Megan would like it at all. <laughs> if you haven't watched it yet, you really need to watch it. Yeah. Is this his first special since, uh, his, his partner passed? Is that um, why it's... I think so. He definitely like, talks about that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> there are jokes and they're good. I didn't even yeah. know his part. I stopped listening to his podcast because I just, uh, I don't know why. I think I just needed to get rid of, I, I got, I was getting out of my comedy phase and moving into my political phase, I think at the time. Yeah. And I just never picked the poli- or the comedy back up from the politics. Well, and his like, his, um, his show feels so born out of like AM talk radio in a lot of ways that it, it feels kind of dated format wise even to me but no his partner was lynn shelton she uh she directed one of his specials at least or two of his specials but he all she also did a bunch of like uh glow that show on netflix about the wrestling she did she, some she was an artist too wasn't she or no little fires like, everywhere i maybe i don't know thinking of somebody else maybe might have been the one before I don't remember, but she no, she's like she she was the director and she directed a lot of a uh, lot of TV, uh, Master of None. She did two episodes of his show. She did, um, Little Fires Everywhere was really good on Hulu, and she did a few movies as well. Um, so uh, yeah, but it was very sudden, and she was very young. She was fifty four years old when she passed and away. It it was like height of the pandemic too. Yeah. So, was it from COVID or was it from something mm, else? No. No, yeah, something she, else. she had she had leukemia according to Wikipedia. Oh shit. Um so yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um but Yeah, no, I I can imagine that would be something he would probably want to work through on a comedy special in some ways and so um you know the ways that comedy has become very personal for a lot of comics post louis ck in a lot of ways so mm-hmm. i will uh i'll check that out i haven't been watching a lot of comedy special stuff honestly like uh bo burnham was the last inside was like the last like comedy thing that i watched i tried I, watching the chris rock one and i couldn't do it because mm-hmm. his delivery sucks mm-hmm 
his delivery feels forced. I shouldn't say it sucks. Let me give some con- constructive criticism here. It feels forced. <laughs> it mm. doesn't feel natural. It's it like the comedy. The comedians that I like are the ones that feel like I'm having like I'm having a conversation with them. It's a one sided conversation, obviously, but I'm ha- like it seems like we're talking. You know, we're having like this face to face. And his feels so rehearsed and forced that it I, it just turns me off from him instantly. Um, a couple of really good examples of co- comedians that I that I like that have the conversational thing that aren't going to be your stereotypical like Dave Chappelle's, you know. Yeah. Uh, Nate Bargatze, I think, is a great comedian. He's really good. Um, he he's just like everything he says it's literally like it's like you guys are sitting there it's like you're sitting on the subway next to a guy who won't shut the fuck up is what it's like (laughs) and like but but everything he says and all his little anecdotes and stories are just so funny like he is incredibly funny um yeah i really i really like nate bargazzi uh who else have i been listening to lately comedy wise uh um I can't remember. I that's the thing is I got rid of a lot of my comedy podcasts, but uh, other comedian shows that I've watched. I mean, I like Tom Segura is another one that I feel like he's he seems like he's talking directly to you, but he's also he's kind of a gross. He's he's a gross comic. He's actually for sure. speaking directly to you, John. He is. His humor <laughs> strikes a chord with me that like none other man. Uh, but he's he's one that I feel like because and I, maybe it's because he asks you a lot of co- like rhetorical questions. He's not going to like he's not expecting you to actually answer them. But he's like, do you, do you ever like think about this thing, you know, and mm-hmm. then you start thinking about it and then he tells you why he asked you if you think about it. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> and it like he goes off in all these weird tangents. He He's so he's so funny. Um, and Louis C.K. is kind of another one of those comedians, too, that has those conversational, you know, especially like post him being canceled, quote unquote, like his whole thing there, like where he he the first special he released after all of that debacle, he was like, you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Like the whole thing. So then he brings up that whole experience, you know, yeah. uh, yeah, but I he, like, like those. He, he he even modernized modernized that whole like the di- it's the dialogue right it's, like yeah, it's like it's uh, more of it's more of a it's less of like I'm writing bits and more of like a I'm going to take my observational humor and insert it into my living experience right and that's very much something that wasn't well that's that's uh I mean it's it's derived from. I mean, as far back as, as like, uh, uh, what's his name? George Carlin, I mean, was like yeah, that. That's true. But, that's but true. Carlin is like a synthesis of, of like that dialogue plus like the rehearsedness of it because he had such elaborate thoughts of what he was saying and compiling that like there's no way in hell you would just come up with that off the cuff. Like, yeah. but I mean, maybe, maybe he did because another, I mean, one of the things I've always said is comedians... Uh, in, in like like wit in general is like closely tied to intelligence. The funniest people that I know happen to be probably the smartest people that I know as well. Like I mean, there is very tied together. I think my wit far exceeds my intelligence. <laughs> I I think I think you're selling yourself short, man. Uh, I think, yeah. No, I think it, like. I guess also like uh what's his name? 
uh, Mike Birbiglia was also kind of like a a, a bigger because his his acts ended up becoming more of like a one man show kind of thing when he made Sleepwalk with Me as like a Broadway Broadway show, and so I feel like there's been this kind of shift in in the like you know getting away from your Larry Cable Larry the Cable guys and uh, what's his name Jeff not Jeff Foxworthy what's the other guy with the puppets uh, Dunham Jeff Dunham yeah exactly like a lot of that feels like it's kind of gone away although you know it maybe lives on and like weird TikTok stars that kind of do dumb shit like that too but you know I feel like the the comedians that are hitting it off bigger tend to be the ones that are able to make it more of a like naturalistic I'll find my way into this joke through talking about it rather than you know just here's here's the here's the setup and this is the punchline you know that can yeah. get kind of boring but good way to make comedy very funny is to dive really deep into it you know oh and just kind of like uh I guess that, uh, you know, another connection to like Chappelle would be Neil Brennan is another comedian who has that kind of like conversational thing going on, but he, um, not specific, not, not his most recent special, which was called blocks, I think, but the one before it, that was called three mics where he had three separate microphones on stage and one of them was for doing like comedy bits. One of them was for having like introspective thoughts. And then one of them was from, for telling like anecdotes from his life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. That's very, not what was, I was hoping for. I was hoping it was three microphones and there were sets of three mics on each microphone. And then they were each doing their own bits about being a mic. It sounds like you should do this one, Brian. Yeah, why don't you produce that special for Netflix? <laughs> I guess that would be nine mics, so... No, it's 12. Sorry. <laughs> See, I'm fucking dumb. Can't even do simple math. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Neil Brennan is another one. Three Mics is a really great show. If you get a chance to watch that, I I really enjoyed it, actually. Um... Oh, I didn't realize he's he had a podcast too. That's all right. How Neil, okay. How Neil feel podcast? <laughs> it's yeah. Pretty good. No, um, I don't know. I tend to be the more 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 so. I end up. I think uh, I I had an urge to download some comedy Bang Bang, which is a very weird show, weird podcast <laughs> that is kind of on brand for me. Um, actually, one of the I I don't remember if it was comedy. I think it was comedy Bang Bang. Um. They had the band American Football on. Yeah. Because when Comedy Bang Bang was doing their live show, American Football was doing the first show of their reunion tour in the same venue, which was a multi-floor venue. And the Comedy Bang Bang guys kept getting, like, bleed from their rehearsal while they were trying to record. (laughs) Okay. And so they went down to be like, what the fuck? Like, we're trying to record a podcast. And the guys from American Football were like, oh, sorry, man. And then, like, Scott Ackerman felt really bad and had them on the show (laughs) to, like, apologize. And then he let them play songs live. And That's um, cool. Yeah, the uh, Mike Kinsella, who's, like, the lead from American Football, who's also been in uh, his own solo project, which he called Owen, and, like, a few other. I mean, dude's, dude's a very prolific music writer. Uh, American football is incredible if you're into that more Midwest emo sound. Um, 
if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should check out American Football's first album. Actually, any of their albums are really good. The latest one they had a uh, guest from uh, Haley, what's her name, from Paramore, Williams. Haley Williams. Uh, she did a guest guest appearance on that, and it, that song's fantastic. But yeah, like uh, I listened to that podcast for a while because they had American Football on it, and I thought that was a really fun story. Like, And I think yeah. I heard about that from Mark Marin's podcast when he had Scott Aukerman on or yeah. something to that effect. It was some weird, you know, six degrees Kevin Bacon thing going on with that. Yeah. So. And I, I think I eventually, I found my way there, I think through, um, through Chris Hardwick when I was listening to a lot of Nerdist and, you know, all that type of stuff. And honestly, like Scott Aukerman, I think is one of the funniest fucking people ever. Um, the, Shows he's been doing shows about uh bands with Adam Scott where they 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 yes. went deep on U2 because they both fucking Ooh. love the shit out of U2. And I don't care about U2 at all, but those are some of the most entertaining fucking podcasts. Not to mention that like they started off with like like eventually we're gonna like have U2 on the show and they fucking do it. Like they got they their podcast <laughs> got back to fucking Bono and they actually get to talk to Bono about like tw- on two different occasions because they're just like, <laughs> I think any time that they're going to be in town, they're probably going to be like, all right, we got to go talk to Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott about, you know, whatever dumb shit. And, about and the it's band. almost like, wh- <laughs> yeah, whoever's at, yeah. And fucking <laughs> well, Scott Ackerman's like, they they always one of their recurring bits is always like in it like who so who who is it in in, in you two who's in the band and I forget they call him Bonobos because Bonobos is a big sponsor of all the fucking earwolf shit <laughs> right and then they're like Fedge because it's the Edge is is an, and then I can't remember the names of the other members but <laughs> they'll fucking call him that to their faces <laughs> because it's the fucking that's the bit of the show and like. They actually, somebody in U2's orbit was like, this shit's funny, and this is what they do, wow. and this is why it's funny, and you should do this, and they did Well, it. yeah, they had to make up for it, make, forcing their like last album on everybody's <laughs> I, Apple iPhone. I think you they know? talked about that, it's even, like a virus. they made a joke about it, yeah. Trojan horse. But um, Well, speaking of Adam Scott, we blew through the new Party Down season, and it was so much better than I ever expected it to be. I, heard I, it I thought was it'd be good. pretty good, but it like it's it's pretty it's good through and through. That's on HBO. No, stars. yeah, it's a stars. stars. Yeah, I, well, I I have not. I don't think I've ever watched all of the original Party Down, but I really want to because there's a lot of really amazing people. You, in it, you so. absolutely should. The first yeah. season is like pure gold, and the the second season's still pretty solid, but I think the first season takes the cake, and uh, the third one is also. Very solid. That's awesome. And very short. It's six episodes, and they're about 30 minutes apiece. If you do want a funny show on HBO, there's a show called The Other Two that I've talked about. I thought about. you were going to say Succession, which is maybe not supposed to be hilarious, but it is. It's also, no, it is meant to be hilarious. <laughs> Jesse Armstrong yeah, is Succession very much is a comedy. Succession is definitely a dark comedy. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, no, the other two is going to be coming back for a third season in like a couple months, so it's perfect time to catch up. It's a 30-minute show, used to be on Comedy Central, ended up on HBO, and it is uh, basically 
the show is what if Justin Bieber had two less successful siblings that were older than him? <laughs> and it's about them trying to navigate that life and live in the shadow of their brother. And it's so fucking funny to me. Like it's like a, they, it, they the, name Justin Bieber in it. No, like, no. His name. What's his name? Uh, his, his, his stage name is chase dreams is the name of their Justin Bieber. Oh, standard. Yeah. So it's very, it's I, to me, it's a very, very funny show. And, um, I uh, I really enjoy it, and I'm excited that it's coming back. There's a lot of good that, people. In do you it. feel Molly- like Andy and I are, you know, like <laughs> just just kind of following in the wake of your your life and career? <laughs> no, not by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. No, but uh, I don't I don't relate to it on any way in that level. But just the there's some really funny shit in that show, and there's really great people in it. Ken Marino from Party Down and. All of that, nice. the state stuff and comedy bang bang is he plays uh, the Justin Bieber character's agent and Molly Shannon is the mother of the three kids. Um, and so and she's also in it a lot as well. And uh, it's just it's really good. It's funny. It's a funny show. Mm. Excuse me. But yeah, no, that'll be. That'll be good. I'm excited for that. Succession's good. We'll talk about it at some point. I know John hasn't. Yeah, I, I need to, to catch actually up. catch up. So that's my. And I bad. have seen. I'm. I'm now realizing there are five episodes of The Mandalorian out, and I have watched none of them. So. I'm waiting till it's done. <laughs> that's fair. And then yeah. I'll pick up Disney Plus and watch all of them in like a day. Makes sense. It's but. good. It's a good season so far. I I like it at least. I don't know where it's going. But it is, I mean, it kind of has been monster of the week, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what that show was meant to be, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're getting a little deeper into it, though, now. Yeah. So, but, no, that's cool. We, we'll get in, we'll do a spoiler cast of that when it's done. For sure. Uh, yeah. No, that's cool. That was a good, this, this is a little bit longer than I was expecting us to do for a side Me quest. Me too. <laughs> Apparently, what we really like to do is just ramble about everything and not video games. That's the point, right? That's how side quests go in the actual video games. Is you, you, uh, you start one side quest, you end up picking up three or four along the way, and then you just like, you go and do three or four smaller side quests, and you're just like, "What the fuck was I just doing?" And you loop back to the first <laughs> one, and you know, like that's that's side questing. That's how it's done. You know. Yep. Yeah. That's oh, Me- that's Megan was trying to figure out. Uh, because she was, li- she's re-listening to all of our podcasts now, uh, from the past seven years or whatever it's been, and uh, and she was trying to figure out what the word was for when you're doing just like the main quest line of the game, and we couldn't figure it out what she was talking about, but it's campaign is the word, uh. um, like we're doing the main campaign, um. So mm-hmm. she was able to figure that out. Mar- Marlo was in town like two weeks ago and uh, they were talking about the podcast as I was in the middle of playing The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> uh, they were trying to have a conversation with me about it and I'm like, I just have to turn this off. I can't play this game right now while you guys are talking to me. So yeah, No, that's not the kind of game you want to be distracted while playing. Mm-mm. No, I mean, that's I, like I was playing it last week or whatever at some point and Megan sitting next to me on the couch and she likes to watch YouTube videos on her t- on her computer. And it's like the volume of those the computer speakers 
It, it doesn't even have to be loud, but because they're so high frequency, mm-hmm. it's it's just like piercing. Like so, I'm like, yeah. I, I was like, I have to go get headphones. Oh my god! And so I went and I got my PlayStation Four headset and plugged that in. And I was like, oh man, I forgot how good these sound. Like these are good <laughs> headphones. Yeah, it's definitely a. Uh... It's a good game for headphones for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. It's a good game for surround sound too, though. Yeah. Lots of sound surrounding you. Mm-hmm. True. Anyways. All right. That's all for this side quest. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs> Wait, I got to add this in. Sorry. I got a text from Nicole 20 minutes ago. Oh my god, why are you saying wet wipe like that? This is so embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there we go. Just tell her to wait a couple years and then to actually start listening to the podcast.